Well, welcome everyone to another edition of Talk with TT. And I'm really thrilled to have Lee McDade with us. Lee, welcome. Well, hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> That's great. It's great. Um, Lee, um, how long have you been in Colchester now? Uh, we moved last June. So yeah. however long that is, that's how long I've been. I think it's 10 months, is it? I'm yeah, sure. yeah. It's not yeah. been long. And it's, it's yeah. been during the coronavirus pandemic. And yeah. um, uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, okay, well, that's a loaded question, but I'll keep it brief. So uh, I'm originally from London. I was born into a, a normal working class family. My dad's an ex-paratrooper and then left the army and basically uh, became a businessman um, selling all sorts of things. Um, so if you if you know Del Boy Trotter, um, you're probably close enough to my dad. Um, so they, they, they were fruit and veg people. So they owned a fruit and veg shop in London. Um, and that's how we lived our lives, really. Um, one day, my dad and mum got invited to a Christmas carol service, uh, and then they were both converted to Christianity uh, not long not long after that. Um, and then my dad actually ended up going into Baptist ministry. So my, for my later part of my teenage life, uh, my dad was a was a Baptist minister uh, mm. in Bradford, in Warrington, London, uh, and in Cambridge. He's retired now. Um, so I was a child of the manse for a few years. So, but I I turned my back on Christianity. Mm. Uh, I was a rebellious teenager. Um, so then joined the army, and um, the rest is history. Really, got married to Amanda when I was nineteen. Uh, we've got three children: uh, Rebecca, uh, Shannon, and um, Andrew. So Shannon's the eldest. Um, she's married to a soldier. Um, we've got two grandchildren, two granddaughters. Lovely. Um, Rosalie and Evelyn, and then. Uh, our son's in the Royal Navy. He's he's here, there, and everywhere at the minute. Wow! Rebecca lives at home with us. She's just started a new job in one of the local hospitals, uh, the Oaks. And Amanda works for the NHS as well. Great. She's in Colchester General. So yeah, um, yeah. And what what do you do? Uh, so I'm an Army Scripture Reader. So I work for SASRA, uh, which stands for the Soldiers and Airmen Scripture Readers Association. Uh, we call that's why we call it SASRA. Um, so it's easier to say. I'm, I'm basically a Christian missionary that works with the armed forces. So mm. we work alongside the chaplaincy. Uh, we come under their umbrella. Um, and yeah, we're there to assist them with um, pastoral and spiritual needs. Um, and I'm there as, as much as I possibly can as well to share the, the hope of Jesus Christ that I have with with as many as I can as well. So if they're Fantastic. interested. so Oh, that's um, brilliant. Yeah. Where were you before Colchester? Um, so before uh, I was in Catrick Garrison, uh, I was the scripture reader for the School of Infantry. Yeah. Um, so I was there for seven years. And before that, we were in Germany. So we served in Germany first uh, in Gutterslow. Yeah. Um, and then we moved from Gutterslow to Catrick, uh, where I served at the School of Infantry for seven years. And then uh, they let me out for good behaviour. And I've been, <laughs> I'm actually, my main effort here is Watersham Flying Station. Oh, so I wow. work in the Army Air Corps. So right. I commute from Colchester every day. Yeah. Because uh, we do have another scripture reader in, in the garrison in Colchester as well. So Terrific. So I dip in, dip in occasionally. Oh, fantastic. That's great. Wow. There is a lot we could say more about all of this. But we're going to get into some of the questions that uh, we've been asking folks. And it's really interesting to hear different people who they would have for dinner. Um, so my first question, Lee, is of four people, who would you have round for dinner? 
Okay, well, first of all, four people is really difficult. I played this game with my, my daughter, and I always end up having 50 people around my table. <laughs> so but I really had to narrow it down. So I think I think the first person I thought of uh, was astronaut Tim Peake. Um, yeah. Reason being, we joined the Army uh, at the same time and served in a lot of the same places, but obviously had completely different paths. Um, he, he's an astronaut. I'm an Army scripture reader. Um, and I'm just fascinated. I've just started reading his book, Limitless, Mm. And uh, it's an absolutely fascinating book. And I, I'm really pleased to say he's really focused on his army career. Um, and we definitely have served in the same places. So I'd just love to sit down with him yeah. and chew the fat, talk about the places that we've both been and how differently our paths have mm. sort of gone. Um, I just mm. find him a fascinating guy. He is, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. And obviously he was an Apache pilot as well um, before he became an astronaut. Um, mm. And I, we work with the Apache here. So yeah, I'd just love to sit down and chew the fat with him. He's a really interesting guy, so a yeah. nice bloke. Good. So um, yeah, that's that's one. And the, the next the next are a pair, actually. They they've got to come together. So I'm gonna count them as one. Um so that we can sit them on the same seat if you like. And that's my my grandparents on my mother's side. Um I'd I'd have all my grandparents there if I could. Um, but my my grandparents on my mother's side, my my grandfather is a second world war hero. He joined the Desert Rats in 1939 and uh, served in Italy and Africa and then oh, wow. um, and then France and Germany. So he saw the whole of the war mm. and didn't actually come home, I didn't realise, until after VJ Day. So okay. I think he was probably getting prepared to go uh, to, to the Far East as well. Mm. Um, and, you know, he was really one of my inspirations, again, for joining the British Army. Mm. And my grandmother, they were married during the war, but my grandmother stayed in London through the whole of the Blitz, um, she watched the Battle of Britain um, taking place, um, and I just I just really miss them, mm-hmm. um, uh, and I I would love to have let them see what I, I, I'm doing now. Yeah, um, they saw me join the army, but I was a different character then. Yeah, um, but I, I just love to sit down with them and, and chew the fat with them again, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, especially my grandfather. I'd, I'd love to talk more about mm-hmm. um, you know his experiences through the war and stuff. Did he and, talk um, about those much or was he part of no, that generation that kept it close? Yeah, he was a very, very quiet, quiet mm. man. Very quiet man. He loved animals. Oh. Um, he was a real fan of animals. But yeah, he he gave me snippets of information. Every now and then he'd get his old box out. And I mean, yeah, there was memorabilia all over the flat they lived in. My mm. grandmother talked about it more. She talked about um, the Blitz and uh, the Battle of Britain and things like that mm. um, quite openly. But yeah, my grandfather kept a lot to himself. Yeah. I've managed to get a lot of the photographs of him um, on his on his travels around the world during the Second World War, and um, I've got his discharge papers, his medals, and um, I just think there's a lot of, lot of history there. So yeah. Yeah, he, he didn't talk about it at all. No, Amazing but, generation, weren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, I really miss him. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it would be good to have them around the table again. And they loved a good party, so they <laughs> they've been a life and soul. Yeah, so um, number three is um, a lady called Corrie Ten Boom. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I love anybody that's been through such adversity and, mm. as, you know, God is still forefront in their lives. You know, mm. people's faith for adversity, I just I just find it exceptionally uh, challenging. You know, mm. um, sometimes I, I can give up quite easily, but, um, you know, for her to, to go through the prison camps, remain yeah. faithful to God... And even meet one of her captures, and I think forgive him um, at a latter stage. 
uh, I just think it's incredible. I remember reading her the, her autobiography. Yes. I think I read it within a day. I was just absolutely absorbed by it. Mm. Uh, and I just think she's a fantastic lady, a mm. uh, really good Christian example. Mm. Um, and, you know, how we can get through adversity. Um, yeah. To see her family die as well, just incredible. And, you know, she, she you know, her quotes are still used today. Mm. Um, you know, and I, I love reading them because there's so much truth mm. in, in those sort of quotes. When people have suffered, yes. they've kept their faith and then they've become influential in the Christian world. Yeah. I just think... I just think it's second to none. Yeah. So yeah, Corey Ten Boom definitely. Great. Um, and and the last person is a is a really good friend of mine called Jim Pullen. Um, Jim Jim was very influential in me becoming a Christian. He was ex special forces in the nineteen sixties and seventies, um, and he was a member of the church I walked into in Cambridgeshire. It was actually a church that I'd gone to just to please my wife. <laughs> and to prove that God did not exist, he couldn't, I didn't want anything to do with God. And Jim was one of the first people I met. And um, an ex-soldier, ex-special forces, but one of the hardest people I've ever met in my life. But a genuinely gracious, amazing Christian man mm. who took me under his wing and, you know, continued to nurture me and saw me become a Christian encouraged me to go back into the work of, of Sazra or join the work of Sazra and then basically encouraged me all the way through. Um, he died a couple of years ago, um, but encouraged me all the way through as a scripture reader, even mm -hmm. came out to Germany to visit us oh, and um, himself just amazing stories mm -hmm. from his time in the special forces and how that related to being a Christian as well. I mean, he was really in the thick of it in the 60s and 70s. Mm. Um, so much so, you know, it was very secret back then. So even his wife didn't realise as much as he'd been involved in. Um, but such a great Christian influence on me. And, I, you know, a really godly man mm. who looked after me. So, yeah, they, they would be my four, sort of five main guests. And, well, and I'd, add, I'd add someone else who could, like Gary Barlow, who could play the piano and sing. <laughs> so we could, have, I, love, I love a party, so I love singing. I think I've had about seven guests there, but I'm sure that's I'm great. Sure yeah. <laughs> Have you? Did you follow Gary Barlow last year on the? Yeah, he, I he did. was doing all yeah. these duets, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, a lot. Of, a lot of soldiers are take that fans. I won't admit that, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I like a bit of take that, and I like Gary. I like the way he could just play a tune on the piano yeah. and get people to join in. And I found myself watching some of his Instagram videos mm. and joining in trying to hide the fact from my, you know, from my family. <laughs> I've been discovered that I'm a Gary Barlow fan and I love those duets. Yeah, I just think they've been phenomenal. They've been real morale boosters. Oh, that's and, terrific. Um, I'd love to have a sing song with him, to be fair. So. Yeah, you'd be really good, I think. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's really helpful and, and profound people you'd have around that dinner table um, and who've gone... A lot of people who have really gone through some deep stuff in life yeah. you've picked out, isn't it? You know, people like Tim Peake, you know, his inner character to achieve. And he's a very oh, humble yeah. man, isn't he? The way he comes across. Yeah, he is. He's a great guy. You know, he, mm. he really is. And um, I've really enjoyed reading the book, actually. The book, mm. the latest book is really, really good because mm. uh, it's not just about being an astronaut. It's his early life, his mm. time in the army, um, a lot of thought-provoking stuff in there. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, it's really interesting. So he hopes to go back into space, doesn't he? At some point, he's talking about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I imagine he's still young enough and fit enough to 
to do it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but just yeah, really interesting. So that's yeah. great. Thank you for sharing those. Um, second question: How has God been present in your ministry in the past year? We faced the coronavirus pandemic. How's it been for you? Well, it's, it's been everything. So first of all, I was at the School of Infantry when the pandemic hit. Um, so it was a bit different because we had a real duty of care uh, to a lot of our troops. We couldn't send everybody home. Mm. Um, I think at one stage we had about 800 predominantly young men um, locked up. Mm. Um, not locked up. They had to <laughs> isolate a lot of them. So, so we had to really provide a duty of care. Mm. Um, and there was just some phenomenal opportunities in that. I've seen God at work all the way through. Mm. For me, I think especially just being able to be a presence on camp. Yeah. And, you know, the military, I remember the day before lockdown, the military were very excited because we, we felt that we would be patrolling the streets and doing a lot more. But a, a lot of the military actually got sent home and mm. were furloughed, put on long-term leave. Um, so I feel very blessed to be able to have, have worked through all the pan, all the lockdowns. Mm. And, the, and the Lord has just provided me with some fantastic opportunities to to mm. minister to people, um, even up until today, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, the move, we didn't know whether we were going to move or not. Um, so God was with us all the way through that. Um, I think being able to find Colchester Baptist Church relatively quickly. Mm. In fact, we, we were watching CBC online even before we moved. So um, so to encourage you and Cole and the church, that was a game changer for us. We right. uh, already experienced Fantastic. what the church may be like and this, yeah. um, so that, that was really good for us because we, we felt like we knew you before we even yeah. um, turned up to the church. So my wife's actually, um, she was brought up in Essex. So um, she knows Old Lane a little bit. So, good. Um, but that's a story for another time. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it, so and, and ministry wise, you know, the Lord has, has just been very gracious to me. E mm. Each time I've been able to maintain a presence on camp and provide uh, spiritual spiritual welfare so great be great yeah can imagine you're a real blessing um third question your favorite bible passage uh and song or hymn okay so i'm a scripture reader so my bread and butter <laughs> is the bible uh, i think the one that's gotten me through the last year has been psalm 121 i use that quite a lot um i, I look to the hills where's my help going to come from mm. um it comes from the lord's i think the, the part of that scripture where it says the lord doesn't sleep or slumber mm. it's always resonated with me you know um as someone that's done guard duty in the past you know i know how difficult it is to stay awake yes. um especially when you're on a 24-hour duty it's just impossible mm. so tonight that god is there 24 hours a day every day of the year he doesn't go on leave he doesn't sleep he he doesn't put you on hold there's no signal problems um he's not socially distanced or locked down you know, we can approach that amazing God whenever we want, however we want, in whatever state we're in. Just absolutely. I love it. I love Psalm 121. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I've, I've used it quite a lot over the last year to, mm. to try and encourage people. So that's great. Yeah. I, I think my favorite Bible verse has to be John 3, 16, because yeah. I, I use that a lot as well. You know, that encompasses for me the whole the whole of the Bible. And I, I don't see it as a cliche. It's such a key verse. Can I ask you to, to to spell it out for, for our hearers, listeners who don't know it? Yeah, so John 3.16 is, For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him 
will not perish but have eternal life. Mm. Um, and the verses that surround that as well, I just think it's an amazing. Mm. You know, Max Licardo's written a book called The Numbers of Hope, uh, all about John three sixteen, and I highly recommend that. Right. That book it's it's really good yeah um but you know i use that verse all the time not as a mm. cliche because it is true it is the bible in one verse yes and it is the gospel as well it's just yeah. phenomenal and it, you know if, if that can resonate with someone's heart then it's yeah. just wonderful so yeah, yeah. thank you yeah. for sharing those it's fantastic what about a hymn or a song oh wow so i love i love any i love music um so i like gary barlow <laughs> um i think um when i survey the wondrous cross mm is a hymn, you know, for this time of year as well, um, yeah. speaks about Christ, um, his compassion, his humility, um, and the fact that he died for, for people like me. Mm. Um, it just, it just, you know, I can't sing that hymn without weeping. Mm. Um, I love all the old hymns. I love some of the modern ones as well. Um, but I think when I survey the wondrous crosses, probably my favorite um yeah. i really love that hymn so yeah but yeah i just love worshiping god i love music i love i love worship so yeah it's, yeah it's, i can't wait to be able to sing at church again <laughs> yeah me too i think it's been the hardest part of this lockdown yeah yeah I and, so. uh, yeah, yeah absolutely oh that's great and were you baptized in cambridgeshire at that church you came to faith in yeah, I w no, I was baptised in a different church in Cambridgeshire, but I was baptised in Cambridgeshire, so... Did you uh, get... To... Sorry, carry on. No, go on, no, you, you say what you're going to say. Did you get to choose a hymn for that baptism? I probably did, but I can't, re I can't remember <laughs> what it was. Okay, so yeah. it's a complicated... Yeah, it, it was very complicated. The whole the whole thing was complicated. We'd we just moved churches, so I got mm. baptised in Great White Baptist in a small Fenland town called Ramsey, mm -hmm. where we were living. Um, and, yeah, because we just moved, uh, that's where we were living. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, but John Mark uh, was the guy that baptised me, was a, was the pastor from the other church. Um, I had, I got baptised um, when I was younger, um, but that was more because I was going off to war. Yeah. And I wanted to, uh, I wasn't a Christian then, and I wanted to chance my arm a little bit. To make sure that I was covered, so yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, I've had some interesting spiritual experiences over the, the last forty odd years, which again, that's for another time, maybe. But, yeah, um, yeah, we'll bring I was you back from Cambridgeshire. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay, fourth question: How have you seen the Bible change people's lives, and why is it relevant today as it was two, three thousand years ago? Okay, I think it, it's. The Bible speaks for us in a lot of ways. You know, I, I'm not a great debater. So um, we were talking about this the other night, actually. A question that I love to leave everybody um, is, who do you say Jesus is? I think mm. it's a really important question. You know, Jesus asked that question to his disciples. Um, so I love to present people with a chance to, to study the Gospels, at least, to at least look at Christ, who he is, what he did, and for them to... to chew that over really mm. um so i'm quite keen on on getting the, uh, the the new testament out and presenting that to people and say look you know you, you you've debated me you're the winner i can't i can't mm. argue that but will you please at least look at, at jesus to see who he is and the best way of doing that is is to read the the gospels for yourself mm. and i find most people are, are actually keen to do that um mm. you know i've worked with so many different people over the last few years um and and you know even presenting a bible app on a phone or 
I just find scripture, you know, scripture is, it mm. can just change your life. It really can. It, and, and that is my testimony, really. You know, I read a, a piece of scripture one day um, in one of the, our daily bread books, and it was, what is it for a man to gain the whole world, but to lose his soul? Mm. And it was like God hit him in the head with a frying mm. pan. It, I, I, I had to stop and think about that. You know, it literally changed my life. Mm. So I'm very keen on presenting people with the scriptures because because it gives them a chance to make their own minds up as well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I give out a lot of New Testaments when I can. And, That's um, great. And obviously Old Testament, we, we try and study as well. So, mm. Um, mm. but I love to present people with the gospel yeah, um, and to and to introduce them to Christ that way, because yes. then that, then that's them reading it. They can make their own minds up. Yeah. yeah. Do you think people are more open because of the pandemic and the, it's been a real testing time, hasn't it? Um, I, I definitely think that. Yeah, I've definitely had um, people come to me that in the past possibly wouldn't, mm. um, even with questions. Or they they found that the scriptures have definitely mm. um, encouraged them, so they want to know a little bit more. Mm. Or yeah, I just think I think it has. I think I think people are open anyway. It's, it's how you present it. So yeah. um, and I, I find I find that at work. You know, I think it's how you present it. If you present it in the right way, pe- people are interested. And um, yeah, I think I'll oh, definitely the last year is. is I think after the whole pandemic is over, I think I think we're going to have to be ready to, you know, to answer people's questions, yeah, um, and and help and assist people pastorally because I think there'll be a lot of yeah pain pain out there and and struggles. Mm-hmm. I know people that have had massively life changing experience over the, the mm-hmm. coronavirus pandemic. So yeah, yeah. Um, and if you don't mind me asking, you talked how how we present the gospel. Do you have any tips for us? I mean, you've given us a great question, like, who do you think Jesus is? And mm-hmm. it was C.S. Lewis, wasn't it, who said, you e- you either say he's mad, bad, yeah. or he is the son of God. You can't yeah. be, one, you know, it has to be one of those. I think it's about being genuinely interested in the people you're talking to. I, I love I love people. I love to talk to people in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you're interested in them, and then they'll be interested in you or Mm. what you believe at least and Mm. I think it's as simple as that I I have a golden rule so my golden rule is that I if I get myself on camp um, I ask God to do the rest Mm. Um, because it was if it was left up to me I'd have a nightmare so um, I've been born with a gift of the gab as well to be fair so um it's the only gift i've got it's the only qualification i've got actually but there we go it's a great um, qualification <laughs> so yeah i'm the son of a market trader so um no i just love i love being interested i think you have to be genuinely interested in people and love love them yeah and you know um and 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 it, and it usually comes around naturally to be fair mm. so yeah that's really helpful that is great and i love the idea of actually letting go of control and letting god open up the opportunities i mean it's god's job anyway to change a person's life it's not something we can do is it yeah absolutely um, yeah. yeah it's being available that's really really great and um i suppose sort of my final question just sort of thinking through for you in uh, sasra um how long do you sort of stay in a place? How long does that work out? 
Uh, Harold's a piece of string. So I, I, I've been pretty blessed that I've had three different postings. Some scripture readers will stay in the same place mm. for their for their whole career. Um, but yeah, so I, I hope to be here a really long time. Yeah, um, that that's my my prayer and hope. So um, the the ministry at Watsham is vast. Um, there's lots of people here, and you know I dip in and out of Colchester as well. So mm. uh, I'm really looking forward to getting involved with the church a little mm. bit more when restrictions are eased. So um, we we would love to say this is home, mm. um, but but we we trust in the Lord, and yeah. sometimes the Lord has other ideas. Yes. I think if Amanda and I could could live here forever then we, we probably would yeah um, but we'll you know I never say never no no you'll learn that about me so, yeah. <laughs> that's good yeah. that's wise and and for our listeners um Lee has been contributing to our children's talks is it about once a month or so something yeah, like I think that so, yeah and he well I I can say because I'm a listener to that he's brilliant he really brings just some great concrete examples and um, God has blessed you with the gift of the gab in a spiritual way so thank you for yeah. what you do in the church already and, uh, and we're looking forward to getting to know you more once <laughs> once we're allowed to meet and yeah uh, yeah. yeah yeah i'm looking forward to that too so yeah Lee, thank bacon you. sandwiches so you know anytime <laughs> we, we're doing any sort of breakfast at church count yes <laughs> yeah well, that's something that we yeah we have uh, a great team with ben's <laughs> breakfast yeah good. and it'd be good to have you speak at that too oh yeah anytime Great. Lee, thank you so much for sharing with us that your dinner guests and your journey and, and just, you know, Psalm 121 is a really special psalm, mm. particularly for us all at this time. And if uh, our listeners haven't gone to that lately, we would point you to that. And John 3.16. Lee, thank you so much. It's been great having You're you. You're most welcome. Us. Thank you for having me.